Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Now listen, today I want you to pull this in. This is all about your relationship with God. I'm I'm not trying to pick on your relationship, probe your relationship. I just want you sometimes to refocus your relationship. Because sometimes we all need to refocus. All the married people said, amen. You know, relationships. How many you got relationship, I like to call it relationship currency. You know what I mean? Relationship currency. It's a really good thing. Relationship currency means like, hey, we got to make deposits. We got to make some withdrawals, right? We're relationship. So here's the thing. Where's your relationship with God? I'm not saying you don't have one, but everybody needs a refresh. You know, you, how many how many have been married, you know, you start taking being married for granted a little bit. Don't raise your hands. How many got friends? You know what I mean? It's like, I'm, I'm used to you. You're used to me, you know. <laughs> I went to their house last yesterday. I'm like, my God in heaven. I looked at Liz and said, what am I going to do with you when we're like 80? This is going to be great. Can you imagine my motor at 80? I'm going to be just wired. She's not ready for this. So I said, you know, I'm going to be like a pain. You haven't figured this out? So come on, what am I saying? You reinvent yourself a couple of times in life. Let's be straight. You go look at things. You make some adjustments. But here's what I started asking. It happens naturally. Friendships. I talked to a buddy of mine I hadn't talked to in years. The other day, I told you that this morning. We reconnected. You talk about it. You reminisce. You look back. You find set points, and you start getting back to relationship. Where is our relationship with God? Now, I'm going to say something here. A lot of the relationship you got with God is based on religion, presumption, a lot of things sometimes that aren't really the way God wants you to come to him. And you got to make some adjustments. This is all I want to talk to you about all month. How do I get a fresh start with God? Maybe you need it. Like, when's the last time? Yes. Okay, so, Pastor Chris, I'm saved. When's the last time you spent some time just sitting and meditating in the Word of God? When's the last time you just spent some time opening the Bible and just speaking to God? When's the last time you prayed in the Holy Ghost? Just took some time and said, you know what, I'm going to take a little stroll and go pray in the Holy Ghost. Next month, I'm talking about the Holy Ghost all month long. I'm getting pumped up. I'm telling you what. God, everybody did it in Pentecost, but I just didn't feel like it was the time for us. I really felt like after the momentum, now. I want to talk about the Holy Ghost all month, next month. We're going to get everybody filled with the Holy Ghost. If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, come. You're going to get, refit, you're going to get refilled, filled up, and go get all your friends that are not and bring them in. Praise be to God. We're going to have a Holy Ghost, we'll have a Holy Ghost party. Don't worry. I, ain't ne- I ain't never met a person in my life I couldn't get filled with the Holy Ghost. I had a lady show up one time. 15 years she was waiting to get the Holy Ghost. I said, we can get it in five minutes. Just don't think. Let me lay hands on you. Knock it in. Boom. And here we go. It'll work, man. Just relax. Look, if I got filled with the Holy Ghost, anybody in this room could get filled with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I, got, I was in a room, and my mother started praying in tongues. I said, she's crazy. What is she doing? I lift, lift your hands and wait for the Spirit of God. I'm like, oh, brother, these people are nuts. And I was sitting there, and she's like, I said, she lost her mind. Great. What does she got? Next thing you know, I became one. You know, Brother Hagin used to say this. If you hang her sli- around a slippery creek bank long enough, you're bound to fall in. <laughs> you just keep sticking around. You'll fall in sooner or later. You'll fall in the river. Amen. And don't get nervous. So you're like, oh, I don't know about the Holy Ghost. Don't worry. We do, and we'll help you. 
I was so messed up, praise be to God. If, God, if this is what the benefit of the Holy Spirit is, you're in good company. Just chill out, all right? So I just want you to refresh your relationship, get a restart, reconnect, spend some time, spend some time with God, spend a little bit more time with God, check up on the relationship. Hey, God, you know what? It is getting a little stale. Sometimes it gets a little stale, let's be straight. Sometimes it gets a little boring. Let's be honest. You know what I mean? Like, oh, great, God, here I come again. I think we need to change it up sometimes. We need to change up our communication with God, change up our interaction with God. How about this? You know, everything God gave us to do. When's the last time you confessed the word? When's the last time you spent some time praying in the spirit? When's the last time you just sang some worship songs without the worship team? These are all the things we need to cultivate in our spiritual life so in times of need, we can press in. No, no, picking on you. I'm just trying to help you get there, okay? I don't do it. You don't do it. Sometimes we do it. Sometimes we don't. Let's look at the Word of God and find out how we change this thing around. Here's the number one point I want you to remember is this. Write it down. If you're going to have a brand new relationship with God or a fresh start with God, you're going to have to let go of the past because I'm telling you what, it's going to affect your future. That's just the truth. You got to let go of some past stuff. How many times so that didn't work out the way you thought, so now you know your worship isn't where it is, things didn't work out just the way you thought it was going to be, so my relationship with God is messed up. Don't allow experience to mess up your theology. You understand that? You know what that means? You have a theology about God. Don't let experience mess up your theology. Well, God's a healer. Well, somebody died. What are we going to do? That doesn't mean the theory, no, the theology is right. God's a healer. Sometimes things don't work out the way we thought it was going to work out. Don't, remember this, don't allow your relationship with God to be affected by your experiences. Never. Never. Never allow your relationship with God to be affected by your experiences. Never. Never. Because you don't know all the details. Just stay with him. And here's the good part. He loves you just the way you are. God loves you just the way you are. And even when you're, you're good, you're, what's good? What's good anyway? Are you a good Christian? I don't even know what a good Christian is. When, when in the world's a good Christian? You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a good Christian. Like I'm a goody two-shoes Christian. No, I don't even know what that is. God's wild. Just go, be, just go be with God. You don't have to be good. You know what I'm saying? Are you a good Christian? This is funny. Come on, laugh. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm a good Christian. You're a bad Christian. How many of you got bad Christian friends? Come on, raise your hand. Come on. No, I don't know what's, what's a bad Christian. Yeah, right? I, like, how, many of you, how many of you are the, you know, the monitor of the good and bad Christianity of all your friends in your relationship? She is? She's like a Holy Spirit narc? Yeah. How many got a Holy Spirit narc in the family? Come on, raise your hand. Got a Holy Spirit narc. Like, oh, you cussed Oh, you told lie, right? How many, got, how many got junior Holy Spirit? Who's the junior Holy Spirit in the room? Come on, raise your hand. Come on. Come on, you little thing. You, you pretty cute little Christian, you. Come on. Always pointing out the flaws in another. Look, fingers are being pointed. Come on, I love it. All right, you do that to me. You do it, you do it. It's true though, right? Like, what's a good Christian? What's a bad Christian? Hey, I'm just happy I'm saved and going to heaven, all right? How about you? I'm happy I'm saved and I'm going to heaven, but here's what I want you to do. Forget about the theology of what was. Look at this scripture right here. I like it. I read it in the Passion because it reads a little easier. You know what it says. He said, Paul said this. He said, one thing I have not, you could pop that up there. He said, one thing I have not done is what, or have apprehended is one thing I'm striving for. I strive for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Right? But look what he says here. Yet, 
All of the accomplishments that I once took credit for, I have now forsaken them, and I regard it as nothing compared to the delight of the experience of Jesus Christ as my Lord. So you say, man, nothing matters but him. But look, at, keep going, watch this. He says it over here. He said, to truly know him and what? It meant letting go of everything from my past. Man, underline that. Can you let go of everything from your past? Come on, man, your past is only trying to rise. Listen. The only reason why your past shows up in your mind is to rob your future of time. Did you get that? Did you get that? The only reason why your past tries to arise within your mind is to rob your future of time. Forget about it. You can't do nothing with it. Let me show you what happens here. You guys are going to love this, right? Because if I get around you, I'll pick up what you're thinking. It always happens. Memory shows me where you've been. Imagination shows me where you can go. 90% of the people you and I know, they just live in memory. They never leave memory. It just shows them where they've been. Imagination shows you where you can go. Most people never get there. And this is what the past wants to do. It wants to come out and come into your future because it's trying to rob your future of time. Don't let it do it. Next time it comes, forget it. Choose to forget it. Crucify it. Make yourself forget it. Did you hear me? Make yourself forget it. It's a time robber. Past is a time robber. Destroy it before it robs your future time. Oh, re- let me tell you, the only pain you're really gonna remember is regret. You understand? Regret. And don't let it have no position in your future. Everybody's got them and stop rehearsing them because all they do is steal your future of time. You got to make yourself forget. You understand? Look, I'm just saying, I'm saying it strong because I want them to get it. You got to make yourself forget because if you don't make yourself forget, you'll be a prisoner of the past forever and you're going to punish the people in the future. Let me tell you what most people are doing right now. They're punishing the people of their future because why? They're prisoners from the times of past. It's the truth. Don't do it. See, it's okay, though. We all do it. Just compartmentalize it. Crush it. I ain't going back, good, bad, and ugly. Leave it up there, please. Watch what it says here, right? Watch this. This is cool. Pop that up there. Yes, thanks. Watch. What? I truly what? Letting go. To truly know him meant letting go of everything from the past. That's the key. Letting go. Right? You got to let go. Look at your neighbor say, let it go. Look at your other neighbor say, let it go. Isn't that that song from that Frozen thing? Let it go. Is that it? Is that frozen? Yes. This is what happens when you got kids, you're whacked out. Is that it? Is it let it go? Is that how they do it? Who could sing it? Can anybody sing it? Let it go. Let it go. There's a little singing there, right? Is that how it goes? You got to let it go. Can you sing it? Is that it? I don't know what I'm talking about. Am I right? Is it? You can't sing it? You got to let it go. Look, you just got to let it go. Look, you got to let it go, guys. You can't keep carrying it. It's going to create regret, creates pain, creates problems. Let it go. That's what the apostle Paul said. I let go of everything from the past. What do you do? He says, I throw all my boasting. It's like a garbage heap. I get rid of it. It's a pile of manure. Forget about it. How about you know that? Next time you know you start thinking about it, just go, this is a pile of manure. <laughs> it's just a pile of manure and I, it stinks. I don't need to meditate on it. You know what I always said? When you start meditating on the wrong things, you give yourself stinking thinking. You know that? Now I know why, because you got manure in your head. 
That's funny. <laughs> That's funny, ain't it? Look, the Bible said it. I'm just reading the Bible. Cut it out. Some of you got a corrupt mind. You need to renew it. <laughs> you got stop thinking stinky thoughts. Come on, I'm just saying, you guys are great, man. You realize this? You're in church on Sunday trying to go to another level in God, man. Stop beating yourself up. So, all right, big deal. We didn't live life perfectly. Oh, join the club, the non-perfect Christian club. Can we get into, who's number one? Me. Come on, right? Come on, stop. We're getting better at this. We're learning how to do it. The apostle Paul wrote the Bible. He's the guy saying, I got to do it. He wrote three quarters of the New Testament. He's like, in Romans 7, and I think he wrote it, he don't even know who he is. Oh, the things I want to do, I don't do. The things I don't want to do, I do do. Oh, what a crazy person I am. Eight shows up and says what? There is there now no condemnation and that are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ has set me free from the law of sin and death. Get rid of the condemnation. Get rid of the mind dealing. Get rid of the prison of the past and step into your future and let go of this stuff. Don't let it take another second from your future. Stop it. Ain't worth it. Look what he said. He said, I got rid of it. He said, why? Knowing this, Jesus Christ, I've embraced him as Lord, and I know what? I got the reality of knowing this, and it's changed my life forever. But here's what I said. I asked myself this question. You ever ask yourself this? What does it really mean to let go? No, I like this saying. I was telling somebody this. Never put a question mark where God has put a period in your life. When something is over and done, let it go. And move on in the next chapter of your life. Let's get to the next chapter of life. Why? The book ain't over. How do you let go, though? Johnny, you're going to love this. I started meditating on how do you let go? You know how you really let go? By hanging on to something different. Because God never really tells you just to let go. John 15, 5, he says, abide in me. Hang on to me. He said, I'm the vine, you're the branch. He said, you can't produce nothing without me. So he says, let go of this, but grab onto me. Let go of that, but grab onto me. Let go of this, but grab onto that book. Let go of life, but grab onto me, because you need me. See it? He's like, let go, let go of what? Let go of your ideas, let go of your mindsets, let go of what you think, let go of your pain, let go of your problems, and grab onto my word, grab onto me, grab onto what I said, grab on what I can do, grab out what I can make you, grab onto what I can make you be. Let go of the addiction, let go of the pain, let go of the problems, let go of that, and grab onto me, I'm life. And he who finds me will find life more abundantly. Come on, man. You got to let go of the stuff and grab on to God because he's going to take you to the finish line. Amen? But letting go is really what? Hanging on. That's John 15. I thought about that. He said this. Now, watch this, right? Sometimes in life I know this sounds good. Like, oh, Pastor Chris, that all sounds good. But how do I beat the battles of my mind? Well, I'll tell you how you do this. Letting go, letting go is all about staying connected. I didn't ever sell you to just let go and wander. Stay connected to the word of God, and it will allow you to overcome. Here's the biggest thing. Even when it, remember this, even when it doesn't look like it's working, it's working. It's working. Look at this scripture, right? I love this. I started thinking about Joseph just for a minute. Go to, go to the message, and, and they got it. They'll pop it up there. In Genesis 39, 20, look at Joseph. Letting go of controlling things and knowing God is in control is the key. You can't control your life. Have you not figured this out yet? You can't. I'm not in, I figured this. I'm not in control of anything. See this? But I am in control of this. Now think of this. 
I'm not in control of what shows up tomorrow, but I am in control of how I respond to tomorrow. That's, right. That's all you got. I can't control what's going to happen next month, but I can't control how I'm going to respond the next month. I can't control anything. I can't, what, am I in, what are you really in control of? I'm in control of my response. That's the only thing. I could freak out. I could flip out. I could go wild. I can get wacky. But guess what I can do? I could be faith-filled. I could be calm, and I could be conscience. That's up to you. Look what it says, right? I love this, right? He said this. When he heard, he's like, these are the things that they did. This is what happened when Joseph got thrown in prison. Let me read this thing to you, because I got, I got a little quicker away of jumping ahead here. Look at verse 20. It says this. Joseph's master took him and threw him into the jail where the king's prisoners were locked up, but they're in the jail. God was still with Joseph. You better give me an amen right there. How many of you been in a spot and thought God left you? Come on, man. I ain't just talking about prison. Pay attention here. How many of you got to a place you felt like I'm all alone? God can't go with me here. God's not with me. I got news for you. If God be for me, who in the world could be against me? I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And you could be needy. And I'm going to say something. All you Christian Christians ain't going to like this. You could be needy even sin and God be there right there with you. Because this is the greatest thing to remember. The reason why Jesus annihilated sin once and for all is so sin can never separate you and him ever again. See, this is the, well, you know, sin, sin ain't got no power. Not, a, not at all. Sin has one power in this. It robs your consciousness of who you really are in Christ and does not allow you to walk in the faith. Because the only, the only New Testament problem we got is we don't walk by faith. Sin cannot separate you from God. Sin is not even in the vocabulary of the new life believer in Christ. He's just got a faith failure. You got that? You just ain't walking in faith with it. Now, that doesn't mean you can't walk in faith, but you're living less than the life you're supposed to live because you're not walking by faith. Therefore, you're walking in unbelief in that area, and now you're what? You're in the wrong flow. Does that make sense? Are you pulling that in? So just don't have those faith hip hiccups. But look at, jo look at Joseph, right? Are you kidding me? You think Joseph thought God was with him? You know, I asked God, you know, it's funny. I said, why in the world do you tell these guys, anoint them early, and then they got to walk through a living nightmare? I did it with me. I asked God, one time. I said, you know, like David. I was looking at David. I said, oh, my God, this guy David, right? David is, listen to me. David, number one, has an inferiority. He has an inferiority complex, number one, hands down. He's overlooked. He's forgotten. His own father doesn't even know who he is. He's, he's overshadowed by a lot of problems, man. And he doesn't even get invited when the prophet shows up to find the next king. He's been overlooked, man. He's devastated just in his, just in his own humanity. Forget about the biblical perspective. Nobody invited me to come. He's an outcast that hasn't ever been even invited. This is all you got? Because these kids ain't the one. I got one more, but he ain't nothing. I didn't even bring him, nor did I invite him. Well, go get him, because he's the one I'm looking for, because these ain't it. The Bible says God looks upon the inward side. Man always looks on the outward. David shows up, and he anoints him to be king. I love the story. The prophet shows up, and he pours oil on his head, and we understand that David's going to be the next king that's going to rule and reign. And God tells him, go back with the sheep because your time's not yet. 
I couldn't get it. You know, I used to, those were the early days when you go to meetings and, you know, you see God move and yeah. you just got to go back with the sheep. I had no problem with the sheep, but, you know, you got to go back to normality. I was like, God, weren't you in that meeting from last week? You know, I used to have those conversations with God. I'm like, weren't you in my meeting? That's funny. You should laugh. Weren't you in my meeting? Didn't you see how you moved in my meeting? Don't you think it's now is the time? No, son. I think it's time you go back with the sheep. And you go back and you cultivate your character while God's working on your promises. One of the things that Joseph, you read about Joseph, says is he said, God was working on his character through the promise of God. See, these promises are all working on your character because here I got good news for you. When it's time for you to come away from the sheep, you better be ready in your character because it's too late if you haven't developed it. Don't ever ask for a season too early. You might not be able to handle it. When you think you're ready, don't. Make God put you there. Cost you too much if you're not developed when you get there. That's a free nugget. Just take that. So I'm asking God, and I go, God, why do you do this? Why? It's almost torture. It's spiritual torture. Do you not think like that? He comes out. He anoints him. You're going to be it. I would have called TBN. Trinity Broadcasting System, TBN Network. Hey, TBN, come on down. Bring the cameras. I'm the next guy in line. You're going to pour some oil on my head. It's going to be great. You should do a documentary about me. It's going to be awesome. Nobody else is like that with me? You just all lie. You lie in the house of God. It's really bad. God knows your heart. You should all cut it out. I'm like, I'm it. I'm the new dude, right? I would have been like arrogant just a little bit. Nobody picked me. Nobody wanted me. Now I'm going to be king. Wait till I get the throne. You wouldn't have been like that? Your brothers are making fun of you. Go, hey, go, hey, go, hey, go take care of the sheep poop over there, David. Hit the bricks. We're going to the prophet's house, right? Come on, be real. Use your real mind. This is what he's thinking. I'm not even invited. What's going on? How come I didn't get an invitation? But now I'm the man. Joseph's the same way. You don't think, oh, I had a dream. It was a great dream. I woke up. Everybody's bowing down and worshiping me. You too, Dad. Hey, where's the parade? But just like David, he goes, what? And I ask God, I go, why did you, are you, like, do you like, do you like, do you want to like torture us or something? Like, what is this? He goes, no, listen to this. Never forget what he told me. He goes, no, I just called you and let you know early what I called you to be so you never quit in the middle of the process. Because the process will kill you if you don't hold on to the dream. I said, okay, I see it. Because see, if you don't go back to that set point, you would have quit when Goliath showed up. You would have quit in that cell. You would have quit. That's why God calls you early, never tells you any details about it, and expects you to walk by faith for the rest of your life. That's what he does. And he doesn't tell you about the detours, the, mid, the rest. The, the, he don't care about it. He ain't telling you no redirections or none of that. He just wants you to be faithful. Trust his character even when you cannot trace his presence. I'll say it again. You got to trust his character where you can't trace his presence. You got to trust his character when you can't even see his presence. You got to trust him when you don't understand what's going on. But he loves you. And he'll never Ne anything he's doing never comes out on the, on, on the wrong side of not benefiting your life. He loves you too much. He loves you too much, man. So it's going to work out. We might not know how, but it's going to work out. So that's what he did with David. He tells you early, pours the oil on your head, say, go, go play with the sheep. Have fun. And you write the book of Psalms. <laughs> go read some Psalms if you want to know what David was really feeling. Oh, God, when you've tortured me. 
squish me like a grape. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You read some of them songs like, God, I, I got no more tears in my eyes to cry. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Well, look what it says. Look what it says. It says this, that even though Joseph was in a position he did not like physically, God was with him. Now, this is the cool part. Why? Because sometimes what starts happening, we start allowing the outward stuff to affect our personal relationship, and you can't do it. God was still with Joseph. He reached out in kindness to him, and he put him on good terms with the head jailer, verse 21. You see that? God was still good with him, even though it didn't look good. Come on, guys. God's still good with you in the seasons even when it doesn't look good. You know what I'm talking about. Nothing's working out right. Nothing's working right out here. Nothing's working out right there. This doesn't look easy. It's a living nightmare. But guess what? God said, I'm still in good terms with you. Everything's okay with me and you. Even though it don't look like everything's rolling the way it's supposed to roll, we're all right. It's okay. I got you. I got your back. Look what he said this. Watch. And there, watch. He said this. He said, I like you better over here. I don't know. That's like too much stuff, right? The king's prisoners were locked up, but there's, yeah, 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 yeah. But the, God was still with him. He reached out in kindness to him, and he put him on good terms. Look at this next part. Watch this. With the head jailer, the head jailer put Joseph in charge of all the prisoners. He ended up managing the whole operation. The head jailer gave Joseph free reign. Never even checked on him. Now watch this. Now watch this. This is what I want you to see. Because God was with him. Everybody say, God was with him in the prison. God was going with him to the palace. See, God ain't the God just in the good times. He's in every time. God was with him. And and whatever he did, God made sure it worked out for the best. Man, you got to hang on to that. It's going to work out for what's best. It don't feel good right now, but it's all going to work out. God's going to work it out for what's best. Now, God didn't tell you it was going to be comfortable and that he wasn't going to work on your character. He never left that out. I got news for you. He's going to work out what's best for you. You got that? So some season, what's going on? He just wants trust. Look at this. I'm going to give you the last point. You ready for this? You're going to like this part. Look at this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Right? Just pull that in. You see that? Sometimes it doesn't look like or feel like it's best, but it is. God leaves out the how he's going to do it, the when he's going to do it, the why he hasn't done it yet, and all the what, who, where, so, whens, or hows, so you can live by faith and know that he's got to do it. That's the thing with God. He don't tell you every detail. If he told you every detail, you'd never have any faith to see it come to pass. Come on. But this is what the problem is. When these things start happening, where's our relationship go? When we start hitting these life bumps, where's our relationship go? Come on, man, you jumping up and praying in the Holy Ghost when you're going through times of pressure? No, man, we're looking to get out of the place of that and go what? Figure out how we're going to intellectually figure this out. Are we going to the Word of God when we got pressure? Are we resetting this relationship? When's the last time we confessed the Word of God with boldness and might when we're going through the pressure zone? Come on. No, what do we do? We start mumbling. We start grumbling. We start complaining. We start hesitating. I'm not picking on you. I'm just telling you what happens. We start blah, 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 starts coming out of our mouth. We don't sound like the Word of God. We sound like a bunch of, well, come on. I don't even want to tell you what we sound like. We sound like a bunch of people 
people that don't believe a lot of stuff and like, oh, there's giants in the land. Oh, what? We got to remember that when we see the pressures of life show up, it cannot affect the relationship we have with God because we do not know what's going on. Notice, he never promised you he was going to give you every direction in life. It was funny. I told him in the morning service, you're going to like this. PL's over there, right? The other day, I'm chilling, cool. You know, I'm like, God, man, I'm on this journey, on this road. My GPS is set to a destination. I'm loving every minute of this. I'm, I'm going to a place I need to be. And all of a sudden, I took a detour. Me. I chose it. It's okay with it. I'm cool with it. I'm on this journey, you know what I'm saying? I got my GPS set. You ever been like this? So I'm just telling you me. You could be me now. Everybody be me for a minute. I'm almost done. Some of you are privy to what I'm talking about. Don't steal my punchline. I'm still telling my jokes. <laughs> so I'm on this journey. You with me? Steve, you with me? I'm on this journey. I put my GPS in, all points, go. And I'm in my car. I got my journey. I got you guys with me. I'm rolling. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, the GPS is going to destination. I take a detour. I just decide I don't really want to go that route. I'm going this route. And I whip the wheel the other way, and I put it on it. And my GPS is screaming, recalculating, recalculating, recalculating. How many of your lives are ever in a recalculation? How many of your lives are in a re- How many of you didn't see this journey? Y'all lie in the house of God. Cut it out now. Put your hand in the air and give the preacher some help. Come on. Preach, preacher, preach. You're doing a good job. Pre- Come on. How many, reca- how many got your GPS screaming? Recalculating, recalculating, recalculating. I didn't see this coming. You didn't know these relationships. You didn't know the business. You didn't know that. You didn't know your financial system. You didn't know your kid. Recalculating, recalculating. It's all recalculating, 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 recalculating. That's all. I'm like, God. And all of a sudden, I'm smart, right? You know, so I say, I'm smart enough to know I'm not that smart. So I say, God, what in the world are we going to do here? I'm recalculating everything. Everything's recalculated. And I swear to you, now God talks to me a little different than he talks to you. Because I have an Italian New Jersey God. He's very different than your, your God. He's the same God. He just talks in a different manner. She uses vernacular that I'm familiar with, like, hey, ding dong. He, like, let me let you in on a secret, genius. Uh, uh, this is internal. It's not external. Please don't think this is... You can have God speak to you. You know, my wife, my wife's GPS is some, some guy from like, uh, I don't know where he comes from. I got some normal chick. She's got some smooth James Bond guy talking to her and her GPS. Recalculating. Left turn. I got some weirdo, you know, she's got some smooth dude. I don't know who... I said, who's that dude? You don't know what I'm talking about? You can set the thing to be the voice you want it to be. You know what I mean? She's got some James Bond guy. Hello. Left turn. Right turn. He's like, hello, beautiful. I'm like, you better get a new thing because I don't like that thing. She got a thing. She got this smooth dude. I got some grouchy, I got some grouchy old lady. Right turn. Left turn. Right turn. You turn. You turn. My wife's got some smooth dude like, hello, beautiful. Make a right. I said, who is that? So, so you got your own calculation thing. You do it how you want to do it. My, so the new, the new Jersey God that I serve, he's the same God you got. Hey, 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 ding dong, wake up. And I said, I was kind of thinking about my recalculation. And I'm just being serious with you. I said, you recalculated, you recalculated, you recalculated. And in my quiet time, that's what I heard. Um, hello? Silly. Silly me, don't you think I already knew the decisions you were going to make 
before you were going to make them? Even though you got the ability to make them, I already fixed what you recalculated before you even got to making the calculation decision. Because I'm way ahead of you, and I ain't planning on falling behind you a day in my life. So don't think your little recalculating has got heaven all in a berserko mode, buzzers going off, thinking, oh, my God, look what he did. I already knew what you did and fixed it before you did it. But you got to trust me when you ain't tracing me. You got to trust me when you can't see me. And you just got to trust me. Because if I gave you every detail and I gave you the full picture, you wouldn't need no faith to see the picture come to pass. So all you got to do is take day by day, step by step, trust in God. Because I promise you this, he doesn't give you the whole picture. He just gives you step-by-step instructions. And you can't get from 7 to 27 in the instructional manual. You got to take each and every step, step by step. But I promise you this, he's the alpha and he's the omega. He's the beginning and the end. Now, this you got to catch me because I'm done. You can play. Here's what you got to get. And this is prophetic, so pay attention. What that means is this. This is for you. He already, see, you got to get this. Now, everybody be still and calm. I only need a minute because I know I'm in my spirit, man. God knows exactly where you are. He knew exactly the situation you were going to face, and he knew exactly the thing. And just because you got human wills involved in this stuff, it's not going to change what God's going to do. He's already got the answer and the solution waiting on the other side of you. Now, I'm going to give you this word. Now, remember this. The Lord's gone before you in this battle. Trust him and know he's got it. All you do is stand still and see God move. Sometimes we're making too many moves when God just wants you to stand still. Stand still. Stay still. Trust the Lord. Know he's already been here. He's already seen it. He knows the decision everybody's going to make, and he's going to work it out in the end. Now, here's the thing. You just got to stay close to him because that's the problem. Sometimes we're letting go, and we get let go, we get out of control. He didn't tell you let go and get out of control. He said, let go of that and grab onto me. Grab onto that word and hold on. Don't let go. Don't let go. Don't care what you see, what you feel, what you think. It isn't the answer. God's the answer. Did you pull that in? Just grab that word and hang on. It'll carry you, man. It don't look like it sometimes, but it's okay. Because just like Joseph, I'm, I always think of this. Listen to this. Ten minutes before Joseph is the second most powerful man in the world, he has no idea it's going to happen. Two minutes before J- Joseph is the second most powerful man in the whole earth, he has no idea. Seconds before Joseph thought he was forgotten, thought this, God said, don't worry, I'm working it all out. Might not look like it's working out, but I promise you this, it's working out on your behalf. And you might say, well, is it working out for everybody on their behalf? No. It'll work out for you on your behalf because the Bible says the righteous, staying right, standing with God, that's how you win every battle. That's why it's important you got to keep your heart right. Because righteousness prevails. Right standing with God prevails. You understand what I mean? Stay in agreement with God and his word and don't come out of it, you win. You understand that? You have to win. You cannot lose. So I mean, but how, what I mean, right? That's why you got to walk in love when you get in a battle. That's why you can't get bitter when you get in a battle. That's why you can't get in unforgiveness when you get you know, anything in life. You can't allow those things to affect you. Why do you think the devil keeps bringing that nonsense? You know, I told God, why in the heaven do I got to hear my critics? You know what I'm saying? 
Why in the world you got to hear about, oh, you, know, you always got that one great person telling you what everybody's saying about you. Or, you know, you ever have critics? You know what critics are? Hello? Why do I got to hear them? God said, how are you going to walk in love if you didn't? Some of you are looking at the information that you're getting. Man, I'm so good at this. Because I'm spiteful in a good way. Like, not to me, I won't be spiteful to you, but I'm spiteful with the devil. Like, when my critics, when I hear about it, I love it. My wife will tell you, I'm a master of it. Why? Because how in the world am I going to grow in this if I don't hear about it? So look, I bless them, they curse you. Do good, then they spitefully use you. You're looking for lack of criticism. I'm trying to find some. That's funny. Why? Because how can I grow in love if I didn't have any? You see it? So you're seeing it like, that's bad information. No, that's information for me to spiritually grow. I'm on it now. That's bad information. No, that's spiritual growth information. Pressure is my spiritual growth incubator. Everybody you know is trying to rub out of it and get away from it. Jesus said this. What? In James chapter 1, he said, consider it and count it all joy when you fall into various pressure tests of life. Because the pressure tests of life. Oh, you want to see it? All right, I'm going now. I, was, I thought I was done. Look, go to, go, go to James 1. I'm done now. Go to James 1 and 3. Read it in the message. I'm going to read 8, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, and 12. And if you leave this building without a shout in your mouth, it's because you didn't want to have one. Look at this. It's the test. Message, Bible, James 1, 3. I'm going to give you a minute because I want you to see this, right? You know, you got the message? Perfect. You know that under pressure, consider it a sheer gift. Oh, this is good. Stay here. Everybody look at the board. We're leaving. Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at me from all sides. Oh, yeah. Yay, yay. This should be great. Yeah, let's get a shirt. When going through the testing time. Yeah. So I'll get a hat. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is miserable. Look what it says, though. Consider it a sheer gift when this stuff shows up. It comes at you from, oh, bad enough. It's not just coming one way. It's coming from every way. Yay. Yay. Let's have a shirt party. We go get shirts and we'll cricket it and we'll have a cricket party and we'll make shirts and we'll all drink tea. Ugh. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open. Oh, my God. You better look up at the board. Read this. Your faith life is forced into the open. So pressure is forcing my faith life to come into the open and show its true colors. Oh, my God. Some of you have been showing your true colors. How they looking? How they looking? Look at your neighbor. Touch your neighbor. Touch your neighbor. Tell them, show your colors. Show your colors. <laughs> I'm crazy. I definitely ain't right. Pray for me. Are you seeing this? Right? When the pressure shows up, right? Come on. Isn't it true? The pressure shows up, and then all of a sudden, you're like, I don't know if I like this Jesus stuff. <laughs> confess the word. I'm mad. I don't want to confess the word. Oh, God. Oh, God. Why is thou forsaken me? You're like Jesus on the cross. Oh, shock shabak today. Why have you forsaken me? Look, it ain't easy living through pressure. But it's pushing your true colors to come out. And that's where we understand where spiritual growth comes in. Look. Why? So don't try. Oh, my God. Don't. Can I just get out of it? God, get me out of it. God. 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 God, get me out. God. Read the Bible. So don't try to get out prematurely. I'm trying to get out of it. God might want to keep me in it just a little longer. 
my God in heaven. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed and not deficient in any area. Keep going. If you don't know what you're doing, pray to God. He'll help you. He loves to help. You'll get his help. All right? And I, look, here's the thing. Man, don't be too good. Don't, don't get messed up in this thing. This is what I want you to say. Don't, don't, don't get people who worry their prayers are like wind-whipped waves. I started thinking about this. You know, you know what kind of got me with this? I'm trying to get out of the pressure. But he's trying to keep me in it. Why? It's the only place to develop faith. You can't develop it in any other place. You see it? You got to stay in it to grow it. Wind whipped ways. Don't have worried prayers. Man, how many times do you have worried prayers? How many times, how many times did we go up and down? How many times did it affect us? How many times did we get so pressure filled? We let other things come out of our mouth that should have came out of our mouth. It's okay. Leave it alone. Right? Look at this. Keep going. You're not going to get anything from him that way. Don't keep all your options open. Aren't we like that? Well, you know this. Uh, no, no. He said what? He said, stay in one track. Stay in one lane. That's the problem too. So we got all these different differences of opinions. Aren't no good. Put you in the valley of decision. Get out of the valley of decision. And make a decision. Keep going. Watch this. Anyone who meets a testing challenge head on, it's going to be mighty fortune. He's going to stick it out. Loyally in love with God to reward his life and more life. Look at this part. I like this part. This is the thing I want to see. This is so good. Don't think you're going to get anything from the master that way, keeping all your options open. Anyone who meets a testing challenge head on and manages to stick it out is mighty fortunate. Come on, man. How many of these things are you going to meet head on and stick them out? Don't get all, don't get all up and down. Just know this, man. Like, look, if I'm pressing in it, I'm pressing through it. If I'm pressing in it, he's going to get me through it. But here's the thing, right? How many times we look, don't think it's a strange thing, this fiery trial that's coming to try our faith. That's all it is. It's all the stuff trying to do. It's trying to say, hey, say something different than what God told you to say. Do something different than God told you to do, and you're not going to allow it to happen because what you're going to do is this. Because I'm tracking this thing internally, but this is what I want you to hear, and I want you to know this is what I said. You're not going to have to fight the battle, but you're going to have to walk through the pressure. Is that okay? 
You're going to have to walk through the pressure, but you ain't got to fight the battle. Just walk through the pressure, but God will fight the battle. Don't get in the spot where you think like, oh, okay, I got to fight the battle. No, he just said walk through the pressure. He'll fight the battle. He'll fight the battle. You just got to walk through the pressure. And the hardest thing is walking through the pressure is what? To not quit on what you know you need to do while you're walking through the pressure. Hang in there. Hang in there. Don't allow it to stop you from doing what you know to do. And this is the biggest thing of all. Don't leave your relationship behind when you start walking through the pressures in the earth. And that's what happens. That's what happens, man. Because instead of running to God, we're running, we running all over the place, but we're not running to the source of our strength. This is what I'm going to leave you with. Look at me, I'm done. And you can stand up on your feet. Just remember this. Just remember this thing I'm going to tell you right here and now. Because I've, tra- I've been tracing on the inside. That's why I get a little this, this uh, I get a little just, my head goes one way. Because I got to say this, and I'm trying to find it internally. Because this is, this is why it becomes prophetic for your life. So stay here and get this. You got to remember this, okay? So just, just worship the Lord for a minute, but get this and understand this. And just worship him in your heart. You got to realize this, and this is what I want you to remember. These pressures are the only way you get to develop the faith you need to handle the pressures of life. But here's the problem. When a lot of these pressures in life show up, instead of you running into the place where you can relieve yourself of the pressure, you stay in the pressure too long. And usually the number one thing you really need is reason. And you're in all this reason in your head asking yourself all these questions, but the questions that your mind presents cannot answer the presence of God giving you peace in the place where you cannot get the answers of life. You do not need God's answers. You need God's presence. You understand me? Because some of these things, you're not going to get the answer overnight. It's going to take time. But you're not even going to care about the answer because once I've got God's presence, I don't need the answer. Did you understand what I just said? Some of you guys are on timelines of stuff. Things ain't happening like, because everybody wants to get out of pressure. Because here's what we do. I got it now. I was catching in my spirit. Okay, I got it now. You ready? This is what happens. You start it, and you want to get out of it. You start the promise process, and you want to get out of it as fast as you can. You start the life thing. You're in a test. You want to get out of it. You're in a problem. You want to get out of it. You got a jacked up business, and you're trying to get out of it. You got a jacked up marriage situation, and you're trying to get out of it quick. You got relationship. I want to get out. I'm in it. I'm believing God, but how long do I got to stay in this thing till something changes? Okay? You with me? And it looks like decades are going on in some of this stuff. And you're like, my God, how do I get out? I got news for you. Forget about it. Stop looking for the answers and start staying in his presence. Because time's going to mean nothing in his presence. Because you're going to be just as good as when the answer shows up as you are when you're in his presence. So what that means is this. The world could be blowing up all around you, but as long as you stay in the presence of God, it ain't going to affect you. Now, I'm not saying you're not going to get answers. You're going to get them. But every answer is waiting for you in the presence of God. Are you seeing it? That's what I'm trying to get you to say. Say, hey, man, it might be a little wacky out there, but I'm staying in his presence. So I'm like living in a bubble of peace. Even though I got chaos going on all around me. I don't need the answers. I just need his presence. And as long as I stay in his presence, I got all the answers I need. You see it? Come on, you got this day. Lift your hands to heaven. Thank you, Lord, for leading and guiding the people and helping them. Let it be a great day. And let them walk in the fullness and the faithfulness of who you are and what you can do in their life. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. And if you'll just keep your head Yeah, if you your need Jesus, closed, today's amen. the day. Come on.
Because maybe you've been on this journey with God and this is a moment for you to pause. As Pastor Chris is talking about, maybe you've never asked Jesus to come into your heart. Maybe you've never made him your Lord and your Savior. Yes. Maybe you have and maybe you've walked away from him. Maybe it's time for you mm. to make a new commitment to him. Yes. And if that's you this morning and you say, I want to accept Jesus into my life and my heart, would you just raise your hand right now? No one's looking around. You can just say, that's me this morning. I want to give everyone an opportunity, whether you're watching online or whether you're in here today. And let's just, everyone, just repeat after me. Just say, dear Jesus, thank you for giving your life for me. Thank you. Today is the day that I want to start over with you. So I ask you to come into my heart, come into my life, forgive me of my sins. Thank you. And be my Lord, be my Savior from this day forward. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time and you'd like more information, you can Praise go back the to Lord. the Welcome Center. Wait, you got to come back. Why? Wait, don't leave. i got to go say bye to all the dads. Well, you can say bye to all the what dads. What do you want to do? You want to like kiss second, me in front we... of all the people? Well, I just wanted to say happy Father's Day to you, to the father of my children. We have a little gift for you. Here you go. Here's a gift for you. Well, praise the Lord. Thank you. um, We have a gift for Pastor Chris, but we have a gift for all the dads. Don't leave. I'm going to back. Pastor Chris is going to go out in the the lobby. We've got some popcorn. We've got some soda pop. We've got got all kinds of stuff for you. And we love you all. Go celebrate today. Don't leave. Don't leave. Let me get back here. We love you. You are dismissed. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.